you ever felt surrounded? Um, Elisha did in 2 Kings chapter 6, our text for this morning. You ever felt surrounded? Surrounded in like all the problems and cares and trials of this world were around you and then maybe you felt as if on top of all that the devil was attacking you. You woke up in the morning and your back hurt. So terrible. Your feet hit the floor and they ached. You got to work and you were getting ready to make a presentation only to find out that the technology once again let you down and things were not going so well. You went to start your machine and the engine would not turn over. You got home and there was a leak in the toilet. After that, you look at the finances and they don't match the bills that are going to pay, that you have to pay. You get a call from, from a family member and you hear that things aren't good and your life is falling apart. You feel surrounded on every side. Attacked. Discouraged. And you lay, your, lay down to fall asleep at night. And you say, finally, I can get some solace, some rest, and can let everything go. And instead of falling asleep, you lay there awake, worrying about the cares of tomorrow. Hoping and praying that it won't be worse than today. Does that feel like maybe something you've endured, you've gone through, and everything is just, that's where you're at. A couple months ago, I started preparing a message for you. And today I'd like to, to say, stop panicking. Start trusting. That's easy to say. It's hard to live. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. And, and if I could be honest and truthful, I, I, I say that in, in these verses, these things apply just as much to me as they do to every single one of you. That we need to collectively, as a body, take things before the Lord. We need to acknowledge the truth that God is in control and that he, ha he has everything ready and prepared for us and we can leave our problems, our, our situations at the feet of Jesus Christ and he will and can make a difference. In 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 14, I know we've taken a little break off of the life of Elisha, but if you can remember, we were talking in the last message that I had was that sometimes while the devil is playing checkers, God is playing chess. Today I'd like to, to remind us that sometimes the devil, the enemy, the cares of this world, the trials and tribulations, and the situations we find them ourselves in help us feel surrounded. And we as Christians... We need to stop panicking and start trusting. In 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 14, it says, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. 
And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike the people, and I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. As I, as I read this passage, and as I see what's going on, I have to admit that in my personal situation, I find myself in the case of the servant. Lord, we're surrounded! And have you ever known somebody a lot like Elisha? Who in the, when there's all those problems around, don't fear. It's okay. God's got this under control. And we try, as Christians, we, we work and we see and we acknowledge that God does know the end from the beginning. He's got it all under control and He will take care of us. I chose that song this morning. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. With my Lord so near. And God can take care of us. He can get us through these tough times. The first thing I'd like us to think about that is sometimes uh, we give credit uh, to the devil and to his attack in our lives. And when we begin to say, oh no, the, it, I feel like I'm being attacked and, and I just feel like the devil has me in his crosshairs. I'd like to ask us to say, stop panicking, start trusting. Silas, could you move the mouse so it's on that screen so I can click through it? You see the mouse? There we go. The thing I'd like us to consider today is that God opens the eyes of the people and blinds those who reject Him. Stop panicking. Start trusting. Here, here's a nice, neat quote that I found out. It says, The truth is, we fear men and devils so much because we fear God so little. Sometimes we as Christians, we all as Christians, we walk around and, and we say, oh no, the devil's out to give it, get us and, and we feel under attack. And the truth is, is we may be under attack. We may feel as if the enemy is out to get us and every step that we take, someone is trying to trip us. But God has victory. And God is greater than our enemy. And that's the first thing I'd like us to look at. The first thing I want us to think about is this idea of stop panicking. And then we'll get to the part where we can start trusting. But the first thing that we need to do 
is we need to stop panicking. And so the first verse I'd like us to look at comes from the book of Romans. Let's go to the end of the book of Romans. Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16. And verse 20 says, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. As I read that passage of Scripture, it's one that we often hear at the end of a sermon when a, when a pastor closes in a benediction. But listen to that. And the God of, what's the word there? Peace. Will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Satan's time is short. His day is coming to an end. We don't need to fear him because we have a God who who thinks nothing of crushing our enemy, our adversary, and he is the God of peace. So if you feel attacked by the devil, if you feel that that he you are surrounded on every side, someone is trying to, to trip you, remember that we have a God who is a God of peace. And we can go to him in prayer at any time. And he can help us and get us through those difficult times. Another thing I'd like us to consider is that the devil may be powerful, but he is not all-powerful. I, I say this so often to people. God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful all the time. His power is without limit, and he is able to do so much more than our minds can even fathom. He is great, he is amazing, and our adversary, the devil, the deceiver, the liar, and the murderer from the beginning is not all-powerful. Oh, he's powerful, all right. And I would not want to be met in a dark alley with him and try to go toe-to-toe with him, but if he was attacking me, I would immediately go and hide behind my father. Because my father is greater than him. My father is a protector. He is a shield. He he is a strength. And he can give us victory over the enemy who would try so, so boldly try to defeat us. In Luke chapter 10, verses 17 to 20, it says, Then the 70 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Heaven is my home. And as I'm here on earth, 
I know I have an adversary who would like to do nothing better than to ruin my day, to bring me down, and to discourage me. But I have a God who says that you can persevere. You can get through it. You can face the enemy, the evil one, and in my name and with my power, you can get through it. You can be victorious. God has promised that to you. In the end, if you are a child of Christ, Satan and his demons will be defeated and they will be cast out forever. But Jesus Christ will reign forever and ever. And as we, as Christians, we have the God of peace who will get us through that. So we can stop panicking. You know, I probably, just like you, lay awake at night and say, God, how am I, I, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to pay Bill A, B, C, D, and E? How am I going to face this situation? God, what are you going to do? How am I going to face this? What's going to be the solution? Guys, hey, I'm the God of peace. I will be victorious. You will come through this. And when you get to heaven, you're going to sit back and you're going to look and you're going to say, it's worth it all. It was worth it all. I was victorious because I was a follower of Jesus Christ. I am so thankful for that. So, don't worry. God's got it under control. Today, I'd like to ask you, as you're sitting here, maybe you've been panicking. Maybe you've been to stop panicking. God is greater. He, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I just have to, I've been talking about that a lot recently. And so I know that that's found in 1 John chapter 4. Don't ask me what verse because I'm just thinking about that. But it says in that passage that there are going to come those who are going to try to turn you from the truth that Jesus is the Son of God. The spirit of Antichrist. And then in 1 John 4 it says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And Jesus Christ, and John in that passage begins to go and talk about the love of God. Herein is love, not that he, we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. His love conquers all. So maybe I... I it's okay. It's going to be okay. Stop panicking. And now, we can start trusting. We can trust God. He'll get us through it. He'll make a way. Let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm chapter 34. On Wednesday nights, we're working through the Psalms. And I just kind of pick a Psalm. And I begin studying it and reading it and preparing it. And on Sunday nights, we look at it. And recently, I've been reading Psalm 33 and Psalm 34, preparing them for future Wednesday nights. And in Psalm chapter 34, 
and verse 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. So if we, if we think about this situation and, and we put ourselves in Elisha's situation, David had already written this song. I wonder, as Elisha, so close to the heart of God, a man who could, who could was, as I've said many times in the study of Elisha, he knew God so his enemies didn't impress him. Kings didn't impress him. The, the, an army didn't impress him. I don't believe the devil would have impressed him because he knew God. And I wonder if as the hordes of the Syrian army surrounded the city and the man, the servant, his servant comes and says, Elijah, what are we going to do? We're surrounded. I wonder if his thoughts went to Psalm 34. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. I, I've loved that passage of Scripture. If we feel like we're surrounded on every side, and the devil's out to get us and to trip us up, just remember that God is out there too. And He's promised that He will deliver you. In that moment when you're surrounded in trust, look to Him. Go to Him in prayer. In verse 8, it says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. I believe that God wants us to experience Him with all of our senses. Um, I, I love it in the Bible where it says, it talks about how God inclines His ear towards us. He sees the affliction of His people. Here it says that we need to taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, try Him. Try Him out. And see that it's good. Um, I've always, one of my mother's favorite meals, we were talking about this yesterday. One of my favorite meals that my mother made was stuffed shells. I love stuffed shells. So, my wife has started making stuffed shells, and I love my wife's stuffed shells. So yesterday, my wife had some stuffed shells, and they were sitting there in front of me. My wife said, I tried a new recipe. And I just looked at it, and I thought to myself, oh, i got to try one. And it was so good. And that's what I'm having for lunch. I'm excited. But taste and see that the Lord is good. In men's Sunday school class this week, I gave us some stuff to do to have a close relationship with God. In your Sunday school class, you're learning how to study God's Word. We're talking about prayer in church. Reading God's Word. Laying it all at His feet. Blessed is the man, happy is the man who trusts in the Lord. 
So I, I ask you today, it's there, it's in front of you, and the peace of God which passes all understanding sounds like a wonderful thing. Would you try it today? Doesn't it sound great to, to just take all of those burdens, all of those cares, and at the beginning of the day, before your feet have hit the floor, lay them at the foot of the cross. And at the end of the day, before you lay your head on your pillow, lay them at the foot of the cross. Go to the Lord. Trust Him. Don't let the devil win at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. Let's look and see what Jesus did in the face of, of the enemy, the trials and the temptations that would have him surrounded. Let's turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. In Mark chapter 4, as Jesus has his disciples following him and he's trying to teach them about the kingdom of God and do great work for the Lord, imagine that. Jesus Christ goes and starts talking about the kingdom of God and the devil attacks it. Imagine that. When we start talking and try, start trying to serve the Lord, and we're, we're doing something, we're spreading the message of heaven to those who need it most, the devil is going to attack. And Jesus Christ is in the midst of what I feel is a very spiritual attack. In Mark chapter 4 and Mark chapter 5. He is going to have a storm try and destroy him. As I look at this storm, it made experienced fishermen terrified. That's why I believe that this was a physical attack from the enemy to try and defeat our Savior. And then in chapter 5, our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is going to face a demon-possessed man who is possessed with unclean spirits. And Jesus Christ is here. He's in the middle of this. And let's see the God of peace at work and how he reacts to this situation in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Don't you wish that when the storms of life, 
were beating down on you, and you felt surrounded on every side, and the devil was attacking you. And like I said just a moment ago, you felt like every step you took, the devil was trying to trip you. And you were laying awake at night, that you could just, like the Lord, facing these trials from the adversary, just be asleep during the storms of life. When we talk about the peace of God that passes understanding, we need the peace of God. Next to where it says, Teacher, don't you care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea and said, Peace be still. Wrote the book of Exodus there. Because could you imagine the children of Israel as they have been slaves in Egypt for all those years and their children are being slaughtered and Pharaoh has it out for them? The Bible says that God saw their affliction. He heard their cries and he sent Moses to, as they were, the Egyptians were bearing down at them at the Red Sea to stand and say, Peace. In the times of trials of life, Jesus Christ can care for you. He can get you through the hard times. In this passage of Scripture, in 2 Kings chapter 6 that we've been looking at, in 2 Kings chapter 6, the servant got a unique, special look at what God is doing. He saw into a parallel world that we don't often get to see. I don't know if um, anybody has ever read some of the books. I remember reading them when, when I was a teenager. I haven't read them in a while. Uh, Frank Peretti's books, where he used to talk about the church and how the enemy was on the... You could, you could kind of get a look in from Frank Peretti's uh, experience of what the enemy or the devil was up to in the spiritual battle and how God could get the victory. Um, in this passage of scripture in 2 Kings chapter 6, God gave this servant a special look into even though the devil is at work, and it seems like he's trying to trip you up, he's trying to ruin your day, nothing works together, and the trials and are just piling up. Don't worry. God has a plan. God will be victorious. God is at work. And you can rest in that fact. I would like it if we as Christians could pray for each other. That we'd be able to find the peace of God in the moments of these heartaches and trials. Love it as if when we're facing these situations, that we knew that we could call up each other and say, Could you just pray for me today? I need it. I need the peace of God. I need I need it tonight. And we could lay our problems, our our situations at the foot of the cross, and we could like Elisha. Just be able to say, don't worry. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. We could, like Jesus Christ, 
say, hey, storms of life are raging. The enemy is on the outside. Demon-possessed people are, are coming in my future. But I'm asleep. I'm trusting in the one who can calm the storm and tame the sea. That's our God. And he's great all the time. Let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm chapter 91. In Psalm chapter 91, verses 1 and 2, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him Will I trust? I, 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 as I picture this here, I see God Most High. The, the high and lifted one. The holy God, sovereign over all the universe. And He is standing there. And He is great and powerful. And anyone who would come in contact with Him would find themselves terrified. And He is my God. And as I stand and the devil is before me, all I've got to do is stand in his shadow and say, this is who I trust in. Devil, you want to attack me today? This is the God who is going to get me through this. And we need each other to remind us ourselves of each other, of this fact. We need our spouses. Uh, so We must be so thankful for a spouse that says, Trust God. He'll get us through that. We need other Christians to come in and say, it, it's going to be okay. Let's go to the Lord. He will get you through this. He is your refuge. He is your fortress. And in those hard times, we say, this is my God. He has been faithful in the past to get me through it, and He will be faithful in the future. We can trust in Him. He is a very sure defense. And when the enemy comes, we need a weapon. Uh, we were talking this morning in men's Sunday school class about the fact that the Bible has the armor of God. And we looked at Ephesians chapter 6 and said we need to put that on every single day. And let's look in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 1. The verse I have up there, Hebrews chapter 1. And as we think about a God that we are going to trust in, that will take care of us, that will protect us. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. It says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? If we belong to God and we are His, then we know that that he will, he has those who would protect us. That we read about in Second Kings chapter six, how the, the the army of the Lord was surrounding those who would come to destroy Elisha. God has those 
those ministering spirits that He can send at a moment to protect us, to help us in the time of need. So if we're going to battle the enemy, to battle the person who would be against us, we need a weapon. And I really, really, really want us to understand that as Christians, God has given us the tools that we need to combat the evil one. And one of those greatest weapons that we have is the power of prayer. Let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 26 and verse 53. Matthew 26 and verse 53. On the night in which Jesus would be betrayed and sent to a cross to die for our sins. Don't you think that he felt that the devil was trying to trip him up at every, at every step? Don't you think that the enemy, he felt that the enemy was trying to surround him? But through the midst of all, he doesn't overreact. He is peaceful because he is the God of peace. And he can help us through all the hard times. And in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 53, it says, Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he will provide me with more than twelve legions of angels? How then could the scripture be fulfilled that it must happen thus? Do we trust God's sovereignty, that he knows exactly what he's doing? And sometimes we need to just say, God, you are in control of this situation. I have trials that I can't handle. I feel that I'm surrounded and I'm being attacked. God, I need your help. Give me the peace that only you can provide. And I'd like to ask you this week, if you feel surrounded, you feel that you are being attacked, you are being discouraged and the enemy is out to give get you. Stop panicking. Start trusting. Today, I like to make these things very, very, very real and very practical. Maybe you feel that you are being afflicted. You feel the enemy has you surrounded. And you need the God of peace to remind you that he has victory over the evil. That he has already won the battle. And this is just another step towards our eternal home in heaven. And you need your brothers and sisters in Christ to pray for you, to be there and support you, to lift you up in prayer. And you need to give these things over to God. You need the kind of peace that Jesus had when he was sleeping in the midst of the storm. You need the kind of trust that Elisha said when he said, Lord, open the servant's eyes so he can see that greater is he that is in you and he that is in the world, 1 John chapter 4. Maybe you need to lay your trials, your, your tests, the attack of the devil at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, 
I trust you. I need your help. You know, we always say that the front of the church is open. And today, if you'd like to come down and just lay some feet, some things at the foot of Jesus, I'm sure that there'll be other crushed Christian brothers and sisters They'll come and say, I'll pray for you. I'm there. I'm supporting you. I love you. You'll pray pray the peace of Jesus Christ over your life. Pray victory over the evil one. So that we, we can together stop panicking and start trusting. Let's pray. God, I thank you for victory that you won at the cross. I thank you that in a very real and practical way, we know that you've already won. And Lord, maybe we need to trust you. Just give our, our concerns and our prayers over to you. I pray this morning that if there's someone here who needs to say, Lord, I, I, I'm done. I'm finished. I'm finished panicking. I want to trust you. I want to taste and see that the Lord is good. I lay it at your feet. Help them today to lean on your everlasting arms. To find that Jesus saves. And Lord, might they come to you in their, their hour of need. In Jesus' name.